We want to thank you, Lord, for how good you've been to us. We want to thank you for where your brother's from. We want to thank you for your son, Jesus, all you've done where, where we are right now. Lord, we thank you. I am going to see you all over the world. We thank you, Lord, for our family members, for our pastor, we thank you for Pastor Erica, Lord. We thank you for all those that are online and those that are coming on. We ask you to bless God, to anoint me with a fresh anointing, to pour out your spirit upon me with measure. Don't let me say nothing that I shouldn't say. But everything that I, you ask, give me to say, God, in the name of Jesus, we bind every hindering force. We bind the spirit of distraction, the critic, Anything that the devil is trying to do right now in the name of Jesus. Say that we render you powers and heavens concerning the service of tonight. We believe your assignments concerning the assignments of tonight. Lord, we give it back to you. Amen. 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 Um, My topic tonight is well, I've been on it for a while. For better or for worse. Uh, Tonight. Uh, I have a new subject, but all of them in the same. In the same, um, I'm talking about the husband, the duties of a husband, what he should do, what he's supposed to do. Amen. Uh, Isaiah 54 and 5. Amen. The husband is the is the protector and the provider. Isaiah 54 and 5. God is their protector and provider. The husband who looks to God will find inspiration and power to be that for his family. Amen. So that's what the husband is supposed to do. Amen. God created man, male and female. Amen. And the husband is supposed to take care of the family. And and that's what this 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 uh the husband it, it goes to line up with the order of God how he got it set up. A lot of people outside of the the how God got it set up. But we live if we put God in the center, we'll be all right. But since we don't do that, things go haywire. Um yeah, we the husband is supposed to do supposed to be there for the family. No matter what goes on, he never should go, should back out, should never run off, walk off, and leave the family. God's order for family, God's order for family life, and we got to do it the way he got it set up. And if we do that, we have a good marriage. Our marriage should be uh, an example to other marriages, and and, and, and our children will come up the way we, uh, way, the way we, where the husband treat the wife and the wife treat the husband. The children, uh, we are imitators of Christ, and our children are imitators of us. And if we treat the wife the way she's supposed to be treated, and the wife treats the husband the way he's supposed to be treated, we'll have something, they have something to, to guide their marriage with. So we are, the, we are out front before the whole, for everybody, even in the home, the church, and in the communities. People are looking for that, that example. They're looking for somebody to lead them in the right direction and, and how the wife should be treated, how the husband should be treated, and the duties of the husband and the duties of the wife. And, and we are responsible for all of these things. And, and God is the head of the church. Man is the head of the wife. And, and not to be a brute, 
not to be a lord over his wife or the family. You can rule your home with love, and love will take care of everything. I mean, there's there's love. There's nothing stronger. Than love is stronger than death. And if we do it the way God's got it set up, we'll, things will be just fine. Uh, the, for the, the Isaiah 54 or 5, um, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the Lord of the whole earth. And that's who he is, the Lord of the whole earth. And if we put our trust in God, we can do what we're supposed to do. If we just trust and depend on him, lean on him, he will take care of us. But when we try to do things on our own, we mess it up. We're supposed to trust God. We're supposed to pray to him. We should meditate, and, and, and he will give you the guidance that you need to do what you're supposed to do for the family. Um, God reveals himself by the title, husband, to disclose how deeply he loves his people, how effective, how effectively he cares for them. And uh, in so doing, he unveils the important dimension of the human family with particular references to the husband. The husband is to love and take care of his wife and children. God is a protector and a provider. The husband who opens themselves to God's affection will find will find both inspiration and power to be those things for his family and for those attributes of God being will will flow into and will enter and fill their lives. And that's what we have to do. God is a God of uh, provision and he will direct you, he will lead you. Now the first first Corinthians Seven, three, two, um, through four. I have learned how to depend on God. He makes a way for me. Matter of fact, the way has already been made. Uh, seven and three, and four. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due to her, and likewise also the the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. And that's another big problem we have. A lot of people have in in their in their relationships, and they try to, you know, put down say, "No, we're not going to do. We're not going to do that right now. We'll do it tomorrow, every other day, or whatever." You listen. You don't have no power over your own self. And there's no set amount of, you know, how often you can do this. I haven't read it anywhere. It depends on the individual. And that's what it should be. It depends on them, too, so, you know, how often they want to have sex. Um, people have got all kinds of excuses to say, I don't feel well. I got a headache. I had a baggie. 
you know, and listen, I tell them, I said, listen, I don't think, you know, to me, all that could be fixed once you get started. You don't know when the headache leg in the back is there. So, but people are, and they're getting mad. They won't, they don't want to do this. They had an argument. They decide I'm going to cut him off. I'm going to cut off. And that's not right. That's what you're calling. You're holding stuff over somebody's head. And you, you know, you, you, you're blackmailing them. You're defrauding them. And it shouldn't be that way. Um, so we have to do things in decency and in order. Um, you know, they, they say that uh, there are four, three sides of sex, unity symbol of love, reserved for marriage. And I, a lot of people, I tell them, I all tell them all the time, sex is for married folks only. The Bible says let the husband have his own wife. If you're burning, ask God to give your wife. If you're burning, ask God to give your husband. Let the wife have her own husband. The husband have his own wife. And that way, that'll take care of all of that. And you won't have to be committing a sin. It won't be sinning. And in order to stay in the line, in the line like with the sin in, in order with God. But we have, a lot of people have problems. They want to go outside their marriage. Or they want to have somebody on the side. But, you know, that's just as wrong as it could be. You know, when you're having love with another woman, and when you get home, you bring that same, you bring that woman home with you. When you have sex with another man, you bring that man home with you. And, 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 and those spirits are transmittable. And you've got another spirit in, you know, in your, in your bedroom, in your marriage, and it shouldn't be that way. If you love your husband, if you love your wife, you will be true to her. You will be faithful to her. And then the thing I tell them all the time, as pastor used to say, not that I would cheat on my husband. I don't want to cheat on God. You know, we shouldn't want to do nothing wrong in the, in the eyesight of God. He placed us in these positions where we can, and we trust him. If we do what we're supposed to do, when we're supposed to do it, how we're supposed to do it. God is there all the time. He never. He said it would never leave us, not forsake us. It would be with us until the end of the world. But everybody got their own idea about what they want to do, when they want to do it. But this is your, your life don't belong to you once you give your life to God. It belongs to him. And, and we got to realize that. You know, you can't let things get in your way to change your mind, to change your attitude about doing things, uh, especially for God or for your family. You got to put God first in the family, second, the job, third. And I tell people, I said, no, always been God, my family, and then the job. And you got to put a difference, you got to put a, uh, you know, a difference between those two. You got to be able to do that. Uh, tell people you got to, when you're home, when you leave at the press pastor, when you leave home, when you leave church, you're a husband. You got to take off that pastor robe. And put on the husband. Same thing with the wife. Is she the pastor? So she got to take off that and put on the wife. And then let the husband be the husband in the house, and you be the wife in the house. And everybody assume their own role in the in the marriage in the house. And things will go fine. A lot of times people have problems with that. They, you know, you got men who want to dominate. You got men who want to control. And then I tell people, how can you control somebody? You can't control the way you act. You don't control. Them. You know, you need to control yourself and stop trying to control everybody else. And, 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 you know, and that's how it should be. Not control. I don't want to control nobody but me. To keep me in life. And that's why we got the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will keep us. He will lead you and guide you to all truth. And in the Ashim, Kobo Shi, Lemia Han. 
but you know we 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 got to learn to remember those things, and that's why we and that's why we're supposed to stay in our word. We're supposed to fast and pray, meditate, search the scripture, and you know the right things to do, and and and, and the right things to say. Even if you have an argument, if you have a problem in the home, you should be able to sit down and discuss things that are what has gone wrong. And whoever is the better with the finances, that's the one who should handle the finances. If the husband, don't, you know, don't know nothing about can't handle the money, he should give it to the wife. So, okay, baby, you do, do what's supposed to be done with it. You know, pay the bills and all this kind of stuff. I tell people, husbands, I say, listen, you, you can't be running the street and you can't be doing this and doing that. You got to pay. You got mortgage to pay. You got a, a if you paying mortgage, you're paying rent. You got to have somewhere to stay. What need a buying clothes? You don't have nowhere to hang. What need a buying clothes if you can't see where to hang them at? The lights off. So you got to put the right person over the finance. You got to know when to spend and how much to spend. You got to you know pay your tithe, give an offering. You know, save some money for you and your family for vacation and stuff. A lot of people hard about rainy days. No, save money for vacations and different things that you want to do. If you want to buy new furniture, new bedroom suit, get a new car, or whatever it is you want to get. we got to plan for these things. God has already planned our lives out. There's a purpose for our lives. If we let God lead us and direct us, things will go right. But when you step in and say, no, this is what I want to do, and this is the direction I want to go. When I buy my new home, I don't want to, I want, I'm asking God to listen on, where do you want me to buy the house? I just don't want to live in any community. I want to live in the community where God wants me to live. I want to buy the house that he wants me to buy. I want the right realtor. I want the right timing. And that's how you should live your life. So don't ask God. Just don't do all stuff on your own. What, how do you want me to handle? Who do you want me to seek out? Lenny Ashi, children of Mahosa, and he'll do that for you. And, and, and it's not that you don't have, sis, but you, we don't know everything. God knows it all. We're supposed to ask him first about anything and everything, and he'll direct you. And, and wives, who if she can't handle the money, let the husband handle the money. I understand you got to go to the beautician and get your nails and your toes and all that kind of stuff. Get your feet done. I understand all that. And, you know, I, I understand all that. You know, I don't know how often women get their hair done or how often they get their nails. I know hair and nails are very expensive, you know. But um, you got to have, you got to set aside money for all kind of stuff like that. You got to know when to do and then how much to do. And you know you got to eat, you got to have groceries. You know you got to have life insurance. You know you got to have health insurance. And you get a lot of that on some job. But life insurance is the is supposed to be the husband's uh, responsibility to make sure if anything goes wrong with him, he have life insurance to, to bury him. A lot of men figured out they're not responsible. They are responsible because you got to be buried. They just don't throw you out on the trash pile and let you lay there. You got to be put away properly. Jesus just wasn't thrown outside the road. He had a tomb waiting on him. And we need a grave site, especially if you got a, a bought your a, a plot. That's where you need to put the body. But you got to have money. Make sure the life insurance is paid up, cause you got a family. You get you. How bad that would look if your wife running around trying to borrow and get money? How many people that you can borrow eleven thousand dollars to bury somebody? How many people, even if you cremate, that's gonna cost you about twenty four hundred dollars? It takes money for these things. It's not just an automatic. The kind of don't do this anymore. The city don't do this anymore. So you got to take on your run responsibility as a husband, as a wife. If he don't get the insurance, wife, you get the insurance. 
and, and, and make sure you're taking care of properly. But you, your children, you all got to eat after you're going on. You got to get enough insurance where you can, you know, you can eat, where you can pay, uh, get there. If, you're, if your health is in good shape, you ought to be able to get life insurance to pay off the mortgage and stuff like that. And, and But, you know, a lot of people don't see it that way. But And then the white folks, they got this down pat. But black men, a lot of them, they don't have it yet. We're working on them. And the church is not responsible for the bearing anybody unless they just want to do it. But that's not teaching. That's not good teaching right there. You tell them you got to have insurance, life insurance for your family. And have insurance on your children, too, because the way things are today, children are not living a whole lot long like they used to be in the tobacco when I was coming along. Children are dying every day now. So we got this whole lot. It's a big responsibility for the husband and the wife. And then raising children and taking care of the home and, 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 and being in church and, and in our communities and, and different things with people that are relatives that we know. And, and people have to uh, realize that we, as a man, you can't, a lot of stuff that you were doing before you got married, your life, your, your mindset got to change. You got, you can't run with the fellas all the time, especially, you know, guys ain't saved. You can't love them folks. You got to change, you got to change people. You got to change. Uh, wives, you got to change the girls you need to talk with. You can't do that. <laughs> you got to find somebody that you know that 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 say that 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 you can hang with. Ask God to give you some friends. He'll give you some people that you can uh, on the same level. I mean, in the same situation, married. And it's all right to have some unmarried folks, but don't let them folks tell you to listen. I ain't, I don't have to cook. I don't have to do this. If you're the wife, you got to do all of those wifely things. If you're a husband, you got to do all the husbandly things. You just can't float with the fellas and the girls like you used to. You got a responsibility now. If you don't want that responsibility, stay single. If you don't, if the husband don't want to change, stay single. If the wife don't want to stay, want to change, stay single. And then you can do what you want to when you do, when you want to, how you want to, and where you want to do it at. But once you get married, this is a partnership. We have to sit down and discuss things. What we're going to do, when we're going to do it, and what we're going to do with that. And let me see it all over who side of the see it is. Make sure the children are in school. Make sure the children are in church and Sunday school and have Bible study at home and teach your children at home. When my children, when Rodney and them was coming along, when I come home, my wife had them. They was praying every day. I come home from work, and we would sit down and discuss and tell them about the Bible, about Jesus, and different things. The Jews people, they sit down and tell their children of where they come from, all about their heritage, about their family, about the about Jesus. But black women and men, they don't have too much. Don't take time out to do a lot of this stuff. They don't know uh, our young black people don't know too much about our own our black history. They don't know a whole lot about anything. And they're too busy. The parents are too busy running the streets in the club and all this kind of stuff. And what you can take some time. Uh, you don't have to work two or three jobs. Get you one job, and God will provide for you. If you're tithing and giving an offering, God says he will open up the reason. He will rebuke the divine for your sake. He will open up the windows of heaven and pull you out of blessing that you wouldn't have room to see. Listen, God is not deaf, dumb, or blind. He knows your heart desire. He knows what you need. He, I'm not hired. He, I see. He, I, mean, I trust God. He'll take care of all those things for you. He's already taken care of but if you trust him, he'll bring it right into when you need it, before you need it. When Jonathan and Vicky was smart, was brunt, was small, was small, I didn't have to listen. Things I needed, people would come up and do things for me before I really needed it. I'm a different children by myself. I'm a mother, father, and everything to them. So I couldn't 
go out. I had to stay with them every day of the week, every hour of the day when they was home. I couldn't go nowhere because I didn't have no car. So I had to stick and I had to be right there with them because it was my responsibility to take care of them, to see that every need was met for them, to see too that they had a roof over their head, they had food, they had clothes on the back, shoes on their feet, and kept them in, in, in every whenever the appointment for the doctor was, I had to set up for every Wednesday because I was off on Wednesday. I made sure that then when the doctor's appointment showed, but came up, I was there with them. Every doctor's appointment. If they had to go, if they were in the hospital, I spent the night in the hospital with them and got up and went to work the next morning. But you got to you look, you got a responsibility. The children are looking to you for protection. They're looking for you to provide to shield them from anything or anybody trying to hurt them. They don't understand a whole lot of stuff, but it's our job to love those children. And Amy, I see, can't be outside. And an and an adopted child, the law holds you more responsible for an adopted child than they do for a biological child. So we have to do what God calls us to. God is taking care of us. So why can't we take care of our family the way God take care of us? He's not a deadbeat dad. We don't have to call child support on God. He's taking care of us. It's already been done. So we, we just got to learn to, you know, live in the, in the arena where God put us at and stay in there. And things will work out if you trust God. Give him some time to fix things for you. Give him some time to do what has to, what he needs to do. He's already working on this. We have there's a there's a process of going through things. You just don't happen overnight all the time. Sometimes things happen overnight, but there's a process of time for you to get to to the next level, for you to get that home, before you get that automobile, before you can get this, before you can get that, before you can get that husband. You might not be ready for a husband. He might not be ready for a wife. So God got to work on you, where you can be uh, 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 ready to be married. Your mindset got to be changed. Your heart got to be changed. Your mind got to be changed. You just, you know, just don't, everybody's not ready for marriage. Every woman is not ready to be a wife. Every husband's not ready to be husband. And then, then some men are not ready to be a father. And the wives are not, not ready, mother's not ready to be a mother, to be children. It takes a lot of responsibility. It takes up a lot of time, you know, to, to, to raise children. To be there for them when they're sick, they're teasing, they got diarrhea, and they I see the mumps and all the other things. Most of that is uh, been eradicated, so you don't have to worry about too much of that. Every now and then, you hear a case of mumps or measles, chicken pox, or something like that, polio, and all them things. Listen, God holds us responsible while holds the husband responsible for the wife and the family. The wife responsible for the husband and to take care to make sure that everything is done the way it should be done. Listen, we don't ever have to call God on the cops and law, why you need this right here? Why this haven't been done? You know, you know, it, it's not time for it yet. You got to wait. There's a waiting period. But God can get your mind ready for this situation or whatever you're asking God for. If you want a business, you got to be ready to, to be a, a entrepreneur, to have that business, whatever you want to go into, uh, go to school and, and get an education and find out what I hired out to be how to learn how to wash cars. And that's how I know how to wash cars as well as I do because I hired out for people on Wednesdays and Saturdays so I can learn when to, where to get the supplies from, how to do this and how to do that. So I can wash your car just as well as anybody else at my age now. But God is so good. But if you want to do something, you got to put your mind to it. And God will help you to go through whatever you're going through. Help you to meet that obligation, make that obligation. 
He'll help you to become that man or that woman that he wants you to be. He'll help you to become that apostle, that prophet, that prophetess, that pastor, that bishop, whoever it is. God called you to be. You have to you have to grow into this thing. It just don't happen overnight. I hear people say, you got you got to call up a apostle, uh, call up a prophet, but it's not time yet for that for that time for that for that right now. You got to grow into it. It just don't happen overnight. It takes time. You're not ready. Pastors, God, he give pastors hearts after give them hearts after him. In order to be a pastor, you got to have a shepherd's heart. You got to be able to care for the people. You got to be able to love the people. You got to be able to put up with the annex and all that kind of stuff. Thank You got to be able to do all these things. That's just like having a. That's just like having a. That is having another family, but it's a spiritual family. They're calling you for prayer, teaching how to pray for themselves, teaching the fast like we were taught how to fast, how we were taught how to pray. How to meditate, lay care on wait on God. I'm not she care on my whole Yeah, she be our soul of my high and I see. Yeah, my be in Bible study, go to Sunday school, and you can learn a whole lot of stuff. Listen and watch the pastors, how they lead and how they direct and how they help and how they show you what to do. You'll learn how to do these things. Lead comma high and I see. I tell people all the time, you got to be able to, you should know what the pastor know. You got to be able to do what the pastor's doing. Suppose she, you can't find her or find him. You got to be able to pray for yourself and pray for your family. You got to be able to lay hands on them. You got to be able to do communion. You got to be able to do a home going, a wedding, a, a counseling. You got to be able to do all this stuff. But you got to watch and ask questions. And, and God, you, you can learn by watching and asking questions and, and watch how they do things, how they talk to people. I tell them all the time how you tone of voice is everything. What you say, how you say it, and when you say it, who you say it to. Everybody can't handle a rebuke it, oh, openly. You hear me? I'll show Kobo here. Some people can't handle a view, period, right now. You have to wait till they're able to handle You have to love them till they're able to handle the review. Yeah, so you'll run them off, but you want to be, you want to be to hold them and pray for them and love them into the righteousness of God. I'm a higher there, I see. Lady, me, whole shot that at him yonder. She will higher there, I see. Show them the way God wants us to, how God loves us, and how he waits on us. He's still waiting on us. We, we're not a complete. We are not, we are, our building is not complete. We won't be complete till we get to heaven. And we've got a long way to go. But uh, this marriage is a big, it's a big obligation. And we have an, uh, uh, we have an obligation to, to live the life before our family members, before people in, in the churches, people in the community. When you go out, you, you, if something go wrong, y'all can't argue and fuss with one another in the streets, in a club. I'm not in a club, but in, in, in a restaurant, or in a church somewhere. You got to wait till you get home and discuss this thing. You know, you just don't do it anywhere and everywhere. And it's behind closed doors between you and your wife and things like that. You, you got to be able to do this thing. So if we just listen to God, the Holy Ghost will teach you. The Holy Ghost will guide you and direct you. It'll keep you from saying things if you listen to the voice of God. It'll say, don't say that right now. Don't do that right now. Don't buy that house right now. Don't marry that girl right now. Don't marry that man right now. Wait a while. Give him a chance to get full of the word, the Holy Ghost. Never marry an unsaved man, unsaved woman. You think about having problems. You'll have a big problem. Show love. 
tell you you can't go to church. You were just down there last night. You were just over there. You just gave money the other week. You ain't finna go down there and give them people my money and all that kind of stuff. You got to get the person that's honest, that's, that love God the way you love them. Understand giving. Understand tithing. Let kindly see. Understand serving God. Understand being faithful. Let they uh, being on time. Time is another problem a lot of people have. Maybe they can get to work on time, but they can't get to church on time. And she, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't tolerate lateness. I don't tolerate that. If you're going to arrive with me, I'm going to tell you. If you want me to pick you up at 7 o'clock, I'm going to be in your house at 630. And, and then I'm going to let you know I'm out there when time comes. You come on out and let's go. And, but I don't, I don't believe in being late. I don't do late. Period. And if I leave my wife, you know I leave you. And I sleep with her every night. So I'm a person of time. All through elementary, from elementary school to high school. Never late, never miss a day. Work, same thing. Only time I missed it was I was I did miss because I was home. on vacation or sick or hurt or something. Other than that, I was there. nobody beat me to work. Nobody beat me to church. So you got to have a mind to serve God. You got your mind must be made up. You got to be sold out. You got to be committed to doing these things. And then yeah, whatever's asked you to do in church. As long as it's in the law, you should do it. If it's not right, the law will take care of the leader. He'll get them in line. Lick him a whole shot out of my heart. Yes, fear over my whole time. No, I can't do that because I don't believe in that. That is what the word say. She leave me a Show me in the word. If you don't, if it's not in the word, I'm not doing it. Hey, thank you, Master. But we have to line up with, with, with God's word. And we we'll do that, things will be a whole lot better. People who have been married 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years because they wanted to be. Husband and wife, born. I know it wasn't easy all the time. Lady, I'm a high. But you got to want stick and stay. No matter what happens, unless they're going outside the marriage and all that kind of stuff and abusing you and physically and mentally, you break out of camp like the house on fire. And don't go back because that joker, if he beat you now, things going to get worse. So you just have to pray. And God, if he don't change his mind, leave that joker, cut him off completely in a hurry. And then you got some wives that abuse us too. So husbands, you got to break out of the house too. Run it if you have to and if you need to. And so, but we got to, if we let God direct our path, things will, it, it'll line up, it'll go the way it should go. And you're going to have some problems. Sure, you're going to have some problems. You hear me outside. You might have some financial problems. You might you, you, you might be sick, and she might be sick. And the children might be acting up in school. It might One might be in jail or in prison or something. But that's no reason to leave. That one might be a, a homosexual or lesbian. That is no reason to, you know, to throw your, uh, you don't have nothing to do with it, treat her different from the way you should. If, if she's had that he or she in that situation, you love them anyhow. God didn't kick you out. He didn't stop, never stop loving you. So why you want to stop loving somebody? That's crazy. People turn their back on the children. No matter what my children do, I'm going to love them anyhow. I'll let them know that they're wrong. Hey, me, I see. That's not the way it goes. That's not how I train you. But I'm going to love you anyhow. I'm going to help you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to fast for you. Hey, me, I see. That's how it should be. If God will have mercy on us, why can't we have mercy on, other, on, on one another, on our family members, on our, you know, on other people? And, it's, and then we, you can find fault in everybody, but you don't find no fault in yourself. 
That's sad. We to pray for one another. We to keep one another before the Lord at all times. Lady, I she killed on the whole Yeah, my heart. Person can't get better if you hammer them down. You got to love people and the loving God. You got to love people and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Hey, yeah, she killed on the whole Love will draw them in if we allow them to. Let let love lie to. Let love lie to bring it in. Hallelujah. I'm going to cut off here, y'all. I hope I said something to um, encourage you. Um, if you have any questions, Lady Ashakarana or any comments, the line is open for any comments or any questions. I do have a question. <laughs> I do have a question. When they talk about um, submit yourself unto one another, all right, submit. As we submit ourselves to Christ, it says submit ourselves to one another. Now, if you have the other party that not, has not been faithful, are we still within rights to submit, even though there's an oath there to submit to them? Listen, if he's already broke his oath, you don't have to. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to do nothing. If he's been doing it for a while and continue to do it, ain't trying to stop. Ain't trying to get no better. It's time to leave that. Just break out of the all these diseases running around here now. Sometimes you look at somebody and you catch something, so you don't need that. You want to live a happy life, a healthy, happy, healthy life. If you all messed mm-hmm. up because of something he's done, and you got it, because I've seen that happen with uh, with 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 with, with, uh, with Pastor Son uh, Allen. That's what killed him. You know, so not but not because of of what she did, but what her husband did when she married when she when he married her. He she he called it from her. Cause he she caught it from her husband. So you got to you you, you don't know who who's you know because the person look good on the outside. You don't know what's going on on the inside. You really don't know. Well, I'm, when I'm saying one person violated the vow, if the other person violated the vow, violated the vow, does it make does, mm-hmm. is it is it one person side did it, and then you decide to, to I guess split to go the other way. Is the other person accountable for that? Because the person broke that. No, I mean, listen, nobody can make you do nothing you don't want to do to make you go on the outside. If you do it, that's called something that you wanted to do or you already planned to do it or you're waiting for the opportunity to present itself because y'all might have had an argument and then you decided, no, nah, I don't want to hear this. I'm going to go. And like I tell people all the time about marriage, as if the wife is sick, it's a for, for, for better or for worse. And sickness is health. That means you stick with her, don't sleep with nobody else on our side. She don't sleep with nobody else on our side. That's for better or for worse. Now, I tell you, you got to know what you're doing before you say, I do. Because, listen, things not going to always go the way you think they should go. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, people are... They 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 do stuff because they say oh she made me do this or he made he kept accusing me and then I went on that side. Yeah, but sometimes that will cause people to do that because that's what they want to do. And, and but you don't want to hammer nobody into doing something wrong. But you can mm-hmm. be held accountable for some of that stuff. But uh, you know it's bad if you don't if they can't prove that they're doing it. But women always mm-hmm. have a. a Knowing when a man that messed up, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how sometimes it takes me and a little while before they catch up because we, you know, ain't all that <laughs> on, the, on the good side. I mean, on the smart side or something. But um, yeah. you have to be careful with, with what you say to one another when you're angry and, and how you say it. So that are people on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I'd have been I, I'd have been slammed. Everybody is different. I'd have been slammed and stuff like that. But that didn't make me go out there. You know, and, 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 and I decided I said, "No, this one I'm going. I'm gonna stick right with this until I can't speak with it no more." Mm-hmm. But, you know, so you know my last case I've ever been. So I stuck with it till I couldn't stand no more. And especially dealing with my children, I forgot to mention, don't let no man mess with your children, your little boys and your little girls or your daughters. If you're up some size, you, if you marry somebody with children, you better mm-hmm. make sure you're doing Because sometimes the people don't want you to, you have a problem with the children. Mama, they raise mm-hmm. all kind of hell and stuff. And they don't, they don't want to know because I got a situation, uh, we have a situation with uh, one of my grandson and, and his wife. She knew that boy had children, had three children, two boys and a girl. And then he, that one of the children was calling her mama. But I don't see nothing wrong with that. You know you got, you got, what your, you know who your biological mom, that don't hurt. That ain't going to hurt. That'll help you. She taking care, taking care of the children. Mm-hmm. And, but she raised them kind of sad about it and it caused a big problem. And stuff. But one one little boy come on, one one of them come over here. He she asked him what went on the whole time he was over here, and she shouldn't be questioning him about stuff like that. But you have mm-hmm. to be careful when you with children. And you, and the thing is, the mother, the father should have them children under control, and then he should sit down and talk to the people. Say, listen, I, I got a boyfriend, and we we getting closer together, and we're thinking about getting married and stuff. So I want y'all to know. And if you got children, let the man know. Don't let him know for you know the deal to with it. No, <laughs> like that. Uh, you know, and, and if you find out whether he wants children or not, or whether she wants children, because some people don't want no children. You got to find out all this stuff when you get in there, because you might want children, he might not want a children, uh, you know, and stuff. He might want children, you might not want it. So you need to know all these things before you, before you really commit yourself to a man or to a woman, uh, you know, mm-hmm. because you'd be surprised how people think and what people, because they want to take keep keep you to themselves. They're selfish. They don't want to share you with nobody with the children. But they know when you get married, you know that go that gonna slow down a whole lot. Well, but I'm sure that gonna slow down a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's gonna slow down stuff. It's gonna slow it down to a crawl. I tell your children, get on some side, get get going, and move on out. So if mm-hmm. they're not willing to sacrifice and go through stuff like that, stay single. And you know you can run on the boulevard and find who you want to find. You got to worry about it. But um. That you know, that's what I, I what I take away from it, you know. But I say, you know, I I, I never committed anything, never did anything like that. But I was treated really, really, really bad. But um, you know, but I'm 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 the happiest man alive today. If anybody is happy, I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah I think that was my my uh, my question. You know. So you have to really be totally for the person's wrong. You know, you still have to commit to them even though they 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 violated it. You know, because I know once it's, it's, it's violated, it's broken. You know, yeah. it's broken. 
But then, then that, but then he took the out for the better for worse, though. So that's my question. Knowing that you know what the person did, you know, it's even better. Yeah, it is. I mean, it 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 it, it tears that trust up. You don't trust no more. Yeah. No. Nope. It takes time to build that trust, especially with women. It takes time to build that trust up again. If you ever did something like that, you know, but I ain't gonna do it no more. And then he go out and do it again. And you, you, I ain't, ain't I ain't gonna trust you no more, boy. <laughs> no. Uh-uh, that's mm-hmm. not. No, he haven't made up his mind to do what's right. He want to do what he want to do. Or she want to do what she want to do. So, situation like that, you, you get out as soon as you possibly can. I pray and ask God what the best way. You don't have to ask God, but you can beat on you and commit adultery and all that kind of You ain't got to ask him about that. Just break. <laughs> because mm-hmm. he, he ain't finna change. Or she ain't finna change. Or don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it takes a lot to be married. It takes a lot to, you know, I mean, some people... I was like I said a long time ago. Always, when I was seven years old, I knew I wanted to be married. I wanted to have two children, but I wound up with five, and then two more. Whatever the DBC was already there, so that made eight right there. So, but I, I didn't have no problem. I enjoyed being a father. I enjoyed. It. I still enjoy being a father. Never, never regretted one minute of being a father. And a grandfather and a great grandfather. Never, never, never regretted any of that stuff. I just regretted some of the things that happened, but that made me a stronger individual. You know, to the thing that I'm going through make you a stronger individual. And then you can have somebody else who's going through that might be going through, or you might run into going through the same thing you went through with. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that was that was my uh, the, the question for tonight um, that I you know that I was questioning you know some things and stuff you know that uh, I had some little concerns mm. in regards to yeah. yeah, so that was that. Thank everybody for coming in to Amen with our mentor, our life coach, spiritual life coach. Amen. Tune in every Wednesday at Wednesday night at six o'clock to Eastern time. And um and for those who want to uh to be a, a guest, um if so, um call us at one six three six four two two zero three four four for those who want to be a guest. Uh, for better for worse, amen, with the hope um, that to be let off and out of Miami, Florida. Um, definitely for those who want to connect with this ministry, the ministry, um, Love in Action, Christian Center, amen. Feel free to send us a text or information, and he can give you, uh, once we get the information, we'll send the information back to you through the podcast line. Um, of how to sow a seed into the ministry. So we just thank God on today uh, for everything that took place on today. 
Uh, we have announcements. Um, on Wednesday, we have um, this Wednesday night is Apostolic Alignment at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow night is Atlanta Prayer, Prophet the Swindle Night. And Sunday morning, uh, Sunday morning with uh, Dr. E.L. Robinson. And Sunday night, amen, is our Sunday motion, which is Speaker at Large. Um, at 8 p.m. Tuesday night, we have our In God's Word prophet, um, Jay Homer, which is our spiritual innovator for Tuesday night. So for those who want to connect with the podcast team, we have a very strong podcast network, and um, we would love for everybody to tune in um, throughout the week um, on today. So I'm going to turn this over to the host on today, and then back to the host, uh, Bishop Blake Coffin, on tonight. Amen. We we want to thank God for all of you who listen in tonight. We we really appreciate you listening. Now, like I said before, I hope I said something to encourage you to you know to to help you along the way. It's my it's my desire to not only reach, but I want to be effective. My my ministry, I want it to be effective to whoever I'm ministering to, whoever I'm preaching to. And because it's, it's important, I want to affect people positive, not in a negative way. Uh, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Uh, and, yeah, Jesus, the God didn't send anybody to die for us. He sent a special man to die for us, for our sins, past, present, and future. So, I appreciate you listening. I thank God for Apostle Rodney Tate. I thank God for Apostle Erica A. Robinson, who uh, helped me out a lot in this in, in, in doing this. I really appreciate you. I really love you. And I'm, I'm proud of you, what you're doing. Here she kept on the time. And we just thank God for being here tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm a prayers out if nobody don't have anything else to say. Hallelujah. I think it's against everybody so far. Everybody just listening. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the night, for the service tonight, for the word that came forth. We thank you tonight. I pray that it reached somebody. I pray that I touched somebody. I hope that that changed somebody's lives the way they were thinking and the way they were thinking about marriage. You know, the way they were thinking about divorce and the separation. To put God first and everything will work out. If you let him work it out, it'll be done. But, Lord, I thank you tonight. I give you praise. I give you glory. Amen. 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 God bless you. Everybody have a blessed night. Uh, Tune in at 8 p.m. at Apostolic Anonymous. God bless you. God bless you.